Presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing 2011's Cabin in the Woods. But before we do that, what have you been up to this week? Well, actually, I've made seasoning. Okay. I've made KFC-style seasoning. Ah, uh, mm. I've done that. <sighs> it's good, it's good. It? It's all right, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, except I couldn't find celery salt. And then I was asking the girl in the shop, and she was like, well, why don't you just chop up celery really small and mix it with some salt? And then I was like, well... It's not really That's the same. not quite the same. I don't think that's the same. So I, I didn't know what celery salt was, and I looked it up, and it's seeds? celery seeds. Yeah. Yeah. I love celery salt. I've never tried nice. it. I can't find it anywhere. It's really nice on eggs. Oh. Mm. Yeah. It's nice on eggs. Yeah, it is, yeah. Boiled eggs. <gasps> Boiled eggs? Boiled eggs and celery salt. It's great. I'm going to have to try and get some. It's good. Do you have any? I have got some, but not a lot. Not enough for me. Not enough to share. Not enough to share. Not enough to share. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got it from Sano's. Well, they do say they stock it on the shelf, but when you look at what's in the position on the shelf, it's garlic salt. Oh, I'll keep my eye out. Thank you. If I see any. I'm going to start looking. I'll get you some. Oh, can I just buy a thing of celery and look for the seeds inside the the leaves no 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 it's not the same just buy it? some <laughs> i'm trying oh yeah what have i done not a lot finished my exams oh yeah well so hopefully that's it and i'm a qualified qualified biomedical scientist now give me a job someone yay <laughs> yeah i'm sure you get a job hopefully we'll see if I you just keep, just keep applying. Yeah, that's the secret to getting jobs. Apply, apply, apply. apply. Yeah, that's it. You've just got to put yourself out there, haven't you? And you, uh, you're great at 
working as part of a team but you can also work independently yeah and if you've got any faults it's that you work too hard yeah that's why i was if you have a job interview and someone's like what would you say your faults are and i say well sometimes i work too hard i'm a perfectionist hmm. I'm always on time those are my faults <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it yeah yeah don't just think that's not true i was gonna say you're never that's on time <laughs> <laughs> that's a Barefaced lie. <laughs> Never on time. I was late today because I was playing Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Which but that's the reason. But now you you are distraught. Oh. I need to play it. I completed it and I was not happy. There's <laughs> lots of drama. I thought it might have a more... Happier ending. Well, I didn't. I just didn't expect it to happen how it happened. Oh. I know. As soon as I went into the... To the well, I won't say. No. I better know, I won't say. In case anyone's not played it. But if you have played it, then you know mm. just, what it is. Just yeah. make sure don't get attached to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't get attached to anyone. Don't get attached to your horse. Oh, I like the horse. My, my had seven horses because I kept dying. I kept going over cliffs. Oh, no. And they kept dying. Oh. Yeah. I like how you can, like, bond with your horse, so mm. that's quite nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's good. I like brushing them and patting them and yeah. feeding them a carrot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hours and hours of Red Dead Redemption. Feeding my horses. Yeah. Tending to my horses. And you, you have to take the saddle. You have to, when you get to somewhere where you want to stop, you have to tie them up. And you have to take the saddle off when you camp, because that's good for them too. Oh, I like it. Horse points. <laughs> Horse points. So, this week, we did Cabin in the Woods, which was directed by Drew Goddard and written by Joss Whedon, mm. which is wonderful. Everyone likes a bit of Joss. Yeah. A bit of Joss, yeah. It scored a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. And the synopsis is five friends take a trip to a remote cabin. Things are not what they seem. Mm. Sure. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I never watched this. I remember it coming out, but I kind of, at the time, I was like, 2000s horror. I hate it. I'm never watching this. I don't know why. I just had it in my head that everything was crap. <laughs> like after sort of 1999 or something. And I refused to watch anything. But yeah, I, re- I remember it coming out, but I didn't really know anything about it. I just thought, oh, it's another it's another horror that they've churned out, whatever. But then actually watching it, it's pretty good. I thought it was good. I liked it's it. It's pretty good. It's got a good message. It's yeah. what you would class as meta-horror, which is quite good. Mm. Like Scream, that kind of stuff. Mm. Scream, Leslie Vernon. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. It's kind of... A nod to the audience, so they get it, and they're like, I get it. Get it. See what you're doing there? Yeah. It was good. I liked it. It would have been an alright film if it didn't have all the control room stuff, but the control room stuff was the best bit. I want a film with just the control room stuff in it. I want to see Richard Jenkins chatting. Yeah. Because... I just think, I just, like, the snippets that you get, you're like, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. I like it. So, we start with titles, but you don't get... It's kind of the... There's, like, a a black screen with, like, sort of blood. And then Mm. there's, like, sort of these 
pictures sort of in, interspersed with it, like sort of ritualistic kind of stuff. And then you get this sort of, I don't know if it's like the actors and stuff like that, but you don't get the title of the film yet. And then it cuts to a coffee machine and it's two guys chatting, which is, one of them's Richard Jenkins. And the other guy's talking about how he is trying to get his wife pregnant. They're yeah. going through IVF or something yeah, like that. It's securing kind of, the cupboards. It's like office room yeah. chit-chat, innit? And they're getting a coffee and then they, uh, they're sort of walking through this facility and then you were like, I'm sure that's in Toronto because I've seen it in Ooh, I'd Mutant seen X. It. Mutant <laughs> X. I'd seen it in Mutant X. I used to love X. Mutant X. Mutant X was it good. Was it good, was like it? a weird X-Men copy yeah. it was so similar to the x-men but it wasn't but it wasn't it was Mutant x-men X. adjacent mm. Mm. with um john was it john shay lex mm. luther from the dean kane superman uh mm. yes good old mutant x yeah i think a lot of, i think it was all filmed in canada well i just recognize that building hmm I don't know where anything else was filmed. I think apart it's from an engineering building. Mm. It's one. Of, I think it's like a university engineering building. Wow, possibly. But yeah, so they're walking through this big facility and they're saying that Stockholm hasn't worked. There's basically just Japan and us left. And then they start talking about they're in a they're in a little cart, aren't they? And they're in a yeah. bet, betting pool. And then you get boo, cabin in the woods. <laughs> But apparently they filmed that bit. So, like, when you went in, you were like, I think I'm in the wrong film. Because <laughs> it doesn't start like a horror film. It's like yeah. an office drama. Yeah. But I quite like it. I love it. I actually. like it. They're funny. They are good, them two. I like them two together. Yeah. They should do, like, a buddy cop comedy or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they could do a prequel. Because, obviously, at the end... Yeah, it doesn't work. You could do but more. You could you could do another fi- a follow up film that's a prequel of them like first starting their jobs or something. Yes, that would be great. Like, I don't know why I don't know why this came in my head, but like Monsters University <laughs> with the young monsters and they go to learn how that. to be a monster. But yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't know why that came in my head. Well, that would work. Yeah. So yeah, so we get Cabin in the Woods. Then it cuts to a dorm room. Standard, Standard American, American dorm. dorm. It's massive. I bet she's got her own bathroom. Yeah. And There's like a skateboarder outside. Yeah. It's classic American. It's like a big... It looks like a sorority house, mm. but I don't know if it is. It's not It's not the equivalent of a shared house that you'd get in Britain anyway. No. Which is something we always say. It was like, it'd be about a third of the size. <laughs> So, yeah, so she's packing and then her friend comes in. So that's Dana. And then her friend Jules comes in and she's looking at this picture of a guy. And then she's like, get over him. He's not worth it. And it turns out to be like a professor or something. Mm. And she's like, well, he dumped you. He dumped you via your email. He's clearly an idiot. And also sleeping with a student. Weird. Not cool. Um, and then she kind of looks at her and she's like, oh, your hair has changed. And she's like, oh, yeah, I went blonde. And then she's like, do you like it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Do you think that she chose to go blonde or do you think somehow the um, corporation group people got her to go blonde? I think she chose to go blonde, Mm. but you learn later that the hair dye had something in it it. to make her dumber, (laughs) in effect. So she was like a sort of typical 
sort of bimbo kind of character. But um, yeah, so she she's packing her stuff and then she's like, why have you got these books in your bag? She's like, well, I might get bored. And then she's like, we're at a lake, we've got a keg. You don't need to learn. Stop learning. <laughs> and uh, If I was bored, I would not read those books. I know. I'd get a bit more bored. But it's kind of, it kind of sets them up. It as sets non, the characters up, The yeah. non-typical the non-typical stereotypes of a mm. horror film because they're all quite intelligent yeah. and they're all quite nice people. Like, it's when... Uh, what's it called? Kurt. I'm not going to call him Kurt. I'm going to call him Thor because it's Thor. Yeah. It's Chris Hemsworth. So Thor comes in and then he starts, like, recommending her a, a sociology book for a course and he's quite... You know, they're all quite yeah. well-schooled, quite... You know, she's, she's like a pre-med person is a blonde girl mm. and stuff but then obviously that has to change to fit with the fit with the, the stereotype of the thing yeah then they go down to oh they mention that uh, they're basically trying to set dana up with this guy called holden mm-hmm. who's kurt's friend and then she's like well that's awkward isn't it like there's nothing more awkward than when you, you go somewhere and you know that someone's trying to set you up. No. It's so awkward because then you're like, well, if I don't like them, it's really, really you're a bit weird. Stuck, especially if you're going away for a weekend. It'll be all right to go for a coffee. But, oh, yeah. That is the true horror in this in this film. Ugh. But to be fair, it seems like an all right guy, so mm. it's not that bad. But anyway, so they go down to their RV and then Thor says something about his girlfriend, Jules, like, taking like the world and she's yeah. like well you know you'll appreciate what i've brought blah 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 then we get um a car coming yeah there's a car that pulls up with the we've got marty marty, marty. <laughs> it is bloody coffee bong cup that was quite the cup. It was. It was so blatant as well, <laughs> yeah. full bong while striving. I feel like that is not a good idea. Well, you'd crash, surely. Yeah. And surely. Then, but then he's basically saying, if, you, if somebody has got a giant bong in the car, you aren't going to pull them over because it's just, it's just too ridiculous to <laughs> believe. And then they're like, you're not checking that with, with us. And then he's got this massive bag of weed, but then he like folds up this bong into a little coffee cup. That's pretty, Which they actually yeah. made a prototype of, and it cost five thousand dollars. I can't believe that. That's five thousand so dollars. Tall coffee cup. That's technology, right there. Well, tall, that's co- tall so coffee much cup money. Bong. How, how much did the whole production cost? If the props cost five thousand dollars, I imagine it was quite an expensive affair. But they've spent a lot on CGI. Yeah, they must have but also lot. they did a lot of practical as well. Yeah, because. The special effects company that did it was Heather Langdon Camp's special effects company, who is Nancy from A Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't know that. Her husband's a special effects mm. artist, and they've got their own company. But they did cool. they did the effects, yeah. So yeah. it's like proper. I thought horror. the effects were good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, they're good at the jobs. Well done, guys. Love it. So. And so they all pile into this RV and set off, and then you see that somebody's on a roof watching them, and then they report back and say the nest is empty. They've basically they're on the move, and then it cuts to the control room again with these two these two guys. So you get this like interspersing of the the sort of office 
control room thing. It's almost like a control room of like NASA or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, it's very in depth. But you get you sort of get that, and then them sort of doing their own thing, and then them watching them. So mm. they're they're getting geared up for whatever's going to happen. So they say they're like right. There's our targets. They've set off. Systems are online. The plan is put into motion. They pull up at this petrol station, which looks like he's been there since God knows how long. Because oh, it looks, it's oh, so looks old. like it's been there since before petrol. I was surprised there were actual petrol pumps because it looks it like predates petrol. So old. So and then uh, they get they get out and they're like, does it even work or whatever? And then and then Thor's like. Bet it doesn't take cards. Mm. Doesn't look like it. And then they were like, you know, you probably have to like haggle a price or something because it's so old and all this lot. So they end up going inside to sort of have a little nosy and see, and it's all really old and creepy. There's and frogs in jars and frogs at tools. Why is frogs in jars? I don't know. Oh, why? To, to add to the creepy atmosphere, I suppose. And Ugh. then we get the harbinger. He's arrives. quite funny. You've got to have a harbinger. Yeah. Gotta have a harbinger. So he appears, and then they're like, "Oh, I think he said he says something about him being closed, doesn't he?" He's like, "Well, we're, we're closed. Can you not read?" And they're like, "Well, we're in, we need petrol. We're trying to get to this place." This harbinger is not happy. Uh, they're asking him for directions because Thor's cousin has bought a place, a cabin, in the woods. Yeah. Ooh. And it is like he says something about oh it's the old Buckner place. I think he said I think he does. Does he even give them directions? I think he does. But then he basically is quite rude. He's rude to Jules and calls her a whore. Yeah, and Matt Matt sticks up for her mm. and he's like that's not okay. Like yeah, he sort of sasses him and then they drive off. Yeah, and then you see this sort of shot of them going through this massive tunnel. Which is quite, it's quite picturesque, it's quite mm. nice. And then an eagle is flying up ahead, but then it hits a force field. Yeah. Which will come into play later. Yeah. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. They pull up to this cabin and it's it's kind of dark and sort of dingy as you would expect. Oh, as you would expect in a film. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to stay at a cabin, it's either got to be... Really, really plush and nice, or really run down. There's no sort of there's normal no sort standard of in cabin. between. No. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's crazy. So they all go in and start to like decide where they're gonna sleep and stuff. So Holden goes to a room and he finds this weird painting on the wall. No, oh, it's weird. Is it like a lamb? I think it's something being. I cut feel like it's open a lamb. And there's dogs and being yeah. ripped apart. 
which I suppose symbolises them because they're lambs yeah, it's going kind of into the... a scene of what's about to happen. It's a sign which they choose mm. to ignore because yeah. it's all about their choice. He decides to take it off the wall because no it's one needs creepy. to look at that. No. It's horrible. But then finds that there's a two-way mirror and Jules is on the other end of it starting to undress and he's like, oh, oh no. Uh, but then sort of being a bloke, he's like, well, maybe I'll watch mm. it for a minute. And then he's like, no, I can't. So then he knocks on and he's yeah. like, no. <laughs> and then they all kind of look at it and they're like, oh, that's creepy. And then, But then they start talking about how they had to like entertain themselves in oh they had to like interrogate times. people it's like well but i was like did, did two-way mirrors exist no. in that time i feel like they wouldn't no uh, that to me would stand out as something that's very out of place in a you cabin you think so yeah 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 but you know that's just me whatever so he says do you want to switch rooms with me because you might feel a bit better and she's like yes yes, yes i think i would yeah so they so they switch they switch rooms which i thought was quite interesting because then he starts to undress and then she she's starts watching to him. him so it's like a reversal of mm. the male gaze which is what you get in films it's always like women undressing and stuff so it's kind of a bit of a, bit of a switch on that yeah but then she's like, oh, no, okay, we're going too far. He's taking off his pants. So then she's like, I'll put the picture back up. But then she sees the picture and she's creepy. like, oh, that's creepy. And then puts a blanket over it because you would. Yeah. So then it cuts to the control room where they're watching these kids. So it's got they've got camera feeds in every room, basically. So they know where everybody is at any one time. And then they're like, it's going live. We get... Fred from Angel, who's I in this. I have no memory of this, but... Oh, Fred. No, I, I loved no Fred. Memory. Fred was awesome. And she, she comes in and she's like one of the... I'm assuming she's like one of the science people, maybe, because mm. she talks about like... She's in the chem department, is she? I yeah. think she might be, because she talks about the blonde hair dye. Whatever, whatever chemical they're giving her is seeping into her through this hair mm. dye and makes her a dumb blonde basically yeah. which she isn't because she's a med student so she's obviously quite clever but to play a part in the scenario but she's got to yeah. play a part in the scenario so then there's sort of idle chit chat going on and then the phone rings and then it's somebody who's like, he's like the harbinger's online <laughs> on the phone so they're like does he have to ring now? And they're like, he wants to speak to you, whoever it is. And, oh, and, he's, and he's like, oh, he's creeping me out. Just just deal with him or whatever. So they put him on speakerphone. <laughs> and then he and then they're like, hi, is he called Mordecai or something yeah. like that? He's like, hey, Mordecai, how's it going? And then he's like, the lambs have passed the gate to the killing floor. And then and then he starts spieling all this like. Though, it's, it's good that he plays the part because he really believes the part. I feel like he's really into it, isn't he? And he's like, and he starts spewing all this like sort of harbingery yeah. doom stuff. Do they do this once a year? I don't know. Or maybe like five years or something. I'm not sure. Is it like depending on the stars or something? I suppose it depends. It doesn't really tell you, does it? No. I don't know. I, I get the feeling they do it every year. I feel like it's a yearly thing. It's like, you know, companies build up to, to the set tax up a... return time. End of the financial... It's like they build up to the... Ritual sacrifice time. Each year, yeah. I wonder if, like, 
throughout the rest of the year they make other things They're, yeah they probably make like cleaning products or something <laughs> but then every so often they're like right we're gonna just do this just little do sacrifice this. yeah, yeah. So he's spouting all this stuff and they're just absolutely pissing themselves at him. And then he, and then he, he stops and he's like, am I on speakerphone? And they're like, no. And he's like, yeah, I am. I can hear the echo. And he's like, I'll take you off. Take you off. Click. <laughs> but they don't. And uh, and then he says, he's like, the fool nearly derailed it and, and all this lot. And they're like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then they just start laughing at him <laughs> because they're like, oh, you crazy guy. Because, you know, he's yeah. a crazy Ralph. He's a crazy guy. He's a crazy Ralph. Because yeah. you always need one. So the uh, the teenagers are all in the lake and having a little having swim. a great time. Apart from Marty, but apparently he had this role as like a sort of nerdy stoner guy, but apparently he was really muscly. So they had to like make him wear baggy make clothes all the time. He's wearing one of the didn't wasn't he wearing like a jumper or a cardigan? It was at like one a t shirt and a t shirt yeah. and a cardigan. Mm. So yeah, so that's why he doesn't get in. Because yeah, he's obviously not a stoner. Yeah. And then it gets to the control room and they're doing the weekly betting. And it's like it's like when you do like office sweepstakes in it. Yeah. It's very much so there's there's this board of stuff and if you pause it there's like loads and loads of stuff on it and it's all the possibilities of what could be so there's like zombies werewolves bats merman <laughs> kevin there's a kevin on the he, he was well apparently there is based on the character that elijah wood played in sin city Oh, of that creepy guy that who little like fellow. that little creepy yeah. guy who, like did he like rip people's heads off I or something? I can't remember. But yeah, apparently yeah. he's like based on that. Yeah. But there's all sorts of stuff, and and basically people are betting on what's going to happen yeah. and what they're going to choose, and they've got a jar of money, and they're sort of going round, and then so it's all good, clean fun. If it wasn't about people's demise, this is the thing. Yeah. So then Fred, I'm going to call her Fred. She's talking to this other guy who's sort of stood in the corner, looks really sulky and not happy. And she's like, are you not betting? And he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, how can you mm. wager what is going to happen to these kids? Because, you know, and then she she sort of says they basically choose their fate, what they're going to do. But he's like, because it's all sort of a metaphor for, for horror mm. and horror fans and stuff. So I guess in this, he would be the person who, who doesn't, doesn't get like it. horror yeah. and he doesn't get it. And he's like, why would you actively watch this? And it's kind of like you're saying, like, you're watching this. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Which is fine <laughs> because it's fun. That's why. Then it cuts to the cabin again and they're playing Truth or Dare. Marty and he dares Jules to make out with the moose. Yeah. He's like, go make out with that moose. That moose, and obviously it's like, a moose. They're like, what? And he's like, that moose over there. And they're like, it's clearly a wolf. And he, <laughs> and he says something like, he's in a cloud of reefer, leave me alone or something. And he's just like, leave me alone. Go make out with that wolf. So she does. Apparently they put sugar on its tongue. 
to make it less disgusting. Oh, oh, well, that makes it all right. Then. I feel like when she finishes, she picks some hair out of her mouth. Yeah. It's disgusting. I was thinking, though, <laughs> when you taxidermy something, whatever the word is. Taxidermy. Taxidermy. Taxidermize something. Anyway. Stuff it. Stuff it. Um, (laughs) You can't preserve its tongue. No. So it obviously had to have a fake tongue. Fake tongue. Yeah. It's weird, that, isn't it? It's weird. I wonder what a real tongue would be worse. I wonder what... Because I guess... Because they put, like, fake eyes in and stuff, don't they? When I don't really know a lot. Little beads in their eyes. Yeah. I don't really know. I find it a bit weird. But at the same time... It creeps me out because I feel like Mm. they're going to come to life and attack me. Mm. (laughs) It's a bit... It's when they're in, like, action poses and you're like, it's going to... No. I don't like it. So she... So she does that and then she dares... Dana, but then they're like, oh, you'll just go for a truth. And she's like, well, I might go for a dare. And then I think she says dare, and then the cellar door flips open conveniently. That's very convenient. Very convenient. Then she's like, fine, I dare you to go in the cellar. Mm. We've all watched Evil Dead. Never go in a cellar. I haven't. Shut that door and get out of there. Mm. Just shut it up. What What would have, mind you, the world would have ended, wouldn't it? If they'd have just shut it up. But they wouldn't have known it was their fault. No. So I'm sure the people would have had a way of getting them to go down there. If yeah, they'd that's shut true. The door. That's true. Imagine if I was in this scenario, it definitely wouldn't work because I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have even driven and I wouldn't have driven the RV. You're a rebellious nature, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. sort of respond to being I'd, coerced I'd into do some, doing things. I'd probably accidentally die before I'd even got to the horror bit. <laughs> I would have crashed that RV. Crashed the RV and I would died. have accidentally driven on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Crashed Whoops. the RV. I would have drowned when we went in the lake. And that's all she wrote. Yeah. That's that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so she she goes down there and it's all creepy and dark. And then I think there's a light that shines on a picture of a family and she screams. Mm. So everyone comes running. Then they realise that there's all this stuff in there. And then they're like, well, your cousin's a bit weird because he's got all this crap in yeah. his cellar what's that about kind of thing and they're all sort of messing with stuff and there's a there's a conch shell oh yeah there's a so close there's a um, sort of a spherical puzzle necklace a, a spherical puzzle that is not the hellraiser puzzle box mm. but maybe is a little bit it's a square one that one but basically mm. the same and then she ends up reading a diary about Patience Buckner and her torturous, creepy family. Yeah, sound horrible. And then, and then, uh, in this meantime, Marty's like, "I dare you all to go upstairs." Yeah. Marty's uh, the only one who had any sense, which is ironic. High as a kite, but mm. knew exactly what was going yeah. on. Yep. And he's like, "Yeah, let's uh, go up there." And then, and then she goes, "Oh." There's some Latin here that I don't understand. And then don't read it. he's like, do not read that Latin. No. But then you hear this whisper, read it out loud. <laughs> I love that. Read it out loud. Do you know so whose voice that was? She does. I don't. No, that I was good though. I don't, but it that didn't was make me laugh. Dropping them hints. It's like when you get stuck in a game and you have to like press that button or whatever that gives you a clue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So she read... <laughs> She reads it, 
And then uh, it goes to the office and then they're like, we've got a winner. It's zombie redneck family. <laughs> Woohoo. And then uh, he says that man- maintenance and Ronald the intern win. Ronald the intern is Andrew from Buffy and I uh, love him. I think he's called Tom Lenk. I don't know, but I believe you. I love him. He's great. He's so funny. When it is uh, when he's at the end and he's drunk and he's like, I'm an intern. <laughs> I don't get overtime. It's funny. So, yeah, so the, the, the board is done, whoever maintenance have won. And then this woman's like, well, I pick zombies. Why do I get an in? And he's like, because it was a zombie redneck family yeah. and you just pick zombies. And then he's like, better luck next year. It is yearly because he says better luck next year. Yearly. There we go. Yes. And then he was like, it's like the difference between an elephant and an elephant seal, which I thought was a very good point. It is a very good it's point. A very good analogy. But then also I was like, well, she should have won too because she... No. Nope. Well, I think she Zombie should have won family too. are different. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's semantics. It's I think very, she should have won. It's very subtle differences. Mm, wow. And the the poor guy, the guy who isn't Richard Jenkins, was like, it was so close. Oh, he had the conch in his hand and he's like, I know. And he's like, I just want to see a merman. It, I think the merman idea would be cool, but you could walk over land to escape it. Yeah, Presumably. that's true. Yeah. If it was out of water too long. You'd have I to imagine. have it. Yeah, it would, it would have to be in a really aquatic setting, like a water park. Yeah. Well, they yeah. could do that next year. Do that next year. They could do that next yeah. year. But then they've got to choose, so they have no way of yeah. saying what they choose. Mm. And then he says, yeah, but, they, you know, the Buckners, they're good. They've got a 100% success clearance rate. We've got this in the bag. It'll all be fine. And then it shows other monitors of... Um, different places and it's japan and they've got like a ring situation Mm. going on with a creepy ghost girl and a lot of poor little children in a school they look about eight Mm. all like that's mean running away from like this sort of samara looking girl and i'm like oh poor little kids Mm. that's harsh then it cuts to the cabin again and Jules is dancing about and everyone looks really awkward because obviously she's not acting as her usual self. Yeah. And, the, and then like Marty's like, I've seen her drunk before, she does not act like not this. Really and is. why is Kurt acting like a dick as well? Because he's sort of like jock alpha male he type. He starts wearing one of those uh, jackets that jocks always jackets. wear, like with the leather sleeves and like the towel material yeah. kind of back. I don't yeah, know what I called. Like, the like sport boy sport jackets. Sport boy jock jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Are they what you wear if you're, part, if you're on the football team? Yeah, and it's like you, they give like you a jacket. jackets. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, where did he even get that from? Because yeah. I'm so, I swear I didn't have it before. But yeah, everyone, everyone just looks really awkward and like, ugh. Then Jules and Thor leave to go have sex, presumably. And yeah, Marty's just like... Everyone's being weird. I yeah. can't cope with this. And then he's like, he says something about puppeteers, and he's like, "There's puppeteers. Something's happening." And then he's like, "We're not who we are." He's wise, but he doesn't do anything with it. No, he's mm. wise, but he's too high to do anything yeah. about it. And he's like, "We're not who we are." And then he's like, "I need to go read a book with pictures. <laughs> I don't like this." So then they, yeah. So Jules and Thor are outside, and then it cuts to the office, and they're watching them. 
and then she, and then he's like, "Way, well, let's have sex here," and she's like, "No, it's not right. The conditions aren't right. I'm cold or something." So then they alter the the temp- they make it the warm temperature. Yeah, yeah, they make it warm. Put pheromones out, and then like put lights off. Put like a little uh, beam, like a beam of a moon, moon beam. beam. Yeah, so like the conditions are perfect. So then they're still watching and then I think that the the guy who's like a sceptic was like why are we watching this? Why does she have mm. to take a top off? And they're like because it's all part of the ritual. Yeah. And it's kind of a she's got to she's got to transgress basically to die. Yeah. So yeah so basically yeah she takes the top off gets boobs out so now she's got to die. But that's classic in horror that's that's, that's it. the thing classic, isn't it? Especially in horror the 80s films. classic yeah. 80s horror like it was like girl shows her boobs girl gets killed and mm. always the first one to get killed so yeah she she's like she's making out with Thor and then reaches a hand out somewhere and then a knife goes through it. Ugh awful. And then uh, we've got zombie redneck family no because they'd be bad if they weren't zombies, but they are also zombies. Yeah, mm. it's all very bad. They're, yeah, and he's got this, like, bear trap thing. Yeah, it's like a sort of rake, but a bear trap where the rake would so you can like sort a, of, like, catch people with it. Like yeah, fishing. It's like fishing, but with, with a, a bear a trap. trap. Yeah. Yes, for people. Awful. Ugh. Mm. So she gets got by that, and her throat gets cut. And Thor... I think Thor gets stabbed... Yeah, but, but survives at this point, and then it cuts back to the office, and they're basically starting the ritual. So he pulls this lever, and then you see this blood that's going down into they're like a carved the shape shape mm. of of the the whore woman. Then it cuts to Marty in the cabin. And he is freaking out. He's reading this book with pictures, and he's like, "I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on." And then he keeps hearing this, I'm going to go for a walk. And he's like, who is saying that? What is going on? And he's like, I don't like this. This is horrible. And then it's, I'm going to go for a walk. And he's like, don't you try to control me. He's like, don't you try and control me. I'm the master of my own destiny. And then he's like, I think I'm going to go for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) So he he goes downstairs and he, uh, I think the, the... other two are making out because they've been set up successfully it would appear yeah and then he comments on them making out and then he says that that guy's got a husband's bulge <laughs> which was in that diary that diary yeah husband, husband's bulge yeah and then they just both look a little bit awkward and he leaves <laughs> so he he's outside i don't know if he's like peeing outside because i was I like think he was is there not yeah. a toilet in the cabin yeah you've literally just come outside to yeah. pee but he's looking at the. He was a world. He was looking for the stars, but they're yeah. not there. They're not there. He's just, yeah. He's just there. He's just peeing, and then he finds Kurt because he runs yeah. at him, Back and he's like, bah! and then he's like, run, run, and he's like, oh my god, and then uh, the little little zombie Buckner, little baby Buckner's there, and he basically just clotheslines her on the way, which is pretty good. And then uh, they get inside, and then he's like, Jules is dead. Shit's going down. Zombie redneck family. And then, yeah, so then we get another Buckner at the door, 
It's like the dad, I'm guessing. One of them. It's hard to tell them apart. I think you can it's only tell dad. Them apart based on the size. Yeah, I think it's dad. And then he throws something at Jules. At, uh, no, not at Jules. At Dana. And it's Jules's head. So she's mm. like, Bah! Awful. I know, that's horrible. So then they figure out that Patience is the girl whose diary that she read. Yeah. Because she's missing an arm. Yep. And they're like, oh, it's her. So then they sort of start to barricade themselves in and then Thor is like, right, we're all going to stay together. We're going to be really sensible about this. We'll barricade ourselves in. Safety in numbers. Yeah. Which is like, yes, sense. good yes. idea. And then it goes to the office and I don't know if... I don't know if they, like, spray something in there or something. I don't something, know what but... it could be, but they've obviously got a chemical that makes them change his mind. Because then, yeah, so they, they do a little dial turny thing, and then he's like, I think we should split up. Mm. And then they're like, really? What? And he's like, yeah, 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 we yeah, should split up. Yeah, definitely split up. It's a good idea. We'll split up. So, ugh. They always do that in horror films. Everyone always splits up. And That's it. What? Don't. Don't split Don't up. Don't split up, yeah. yeah. I'd never split up. I'd be like, I do not want to be on my own. Mm. You will stay with me. <laughs> then Marty finds a camera and he's like, oh, what is what going is on? And then he's looking right at it and they're looking and they're like, oh shit, he's on <laughs> to us. And then they're like, um, shall I hit him with some Thorazine? And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Judah Buckner's going to be in there in yeah. a minute. So that'll, you know, sort it out. And then he, yeah, he's looking at his camera and he's like, oh my God. I'm on a reality TV show. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, my parents are going to think I'm a right burnout. Well. You kind of are, but. That's actually not going to happen. But then so he, I don't think you need to worry about it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so Judah Buckner comes and he uses his bong thing to hit him around the head. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all, they're all trying to get into this cabin. So they're trying to barricade them out. Then they end up going to the cellar. And then the... I think this is like a different cellar from where they were yeah, before. Yeah, it's like there's two adjoining cellar yeah. rooms or something. I don't know. And then there's all these like chains and stuff in this mm. one, and then she she says, "This is where he killed people and where he's gonna kill us." From this diary that I read. Sounds very yeah, uh, lovely place to go. I know, right? Holden gets grabbed by the, the bear trap thing, thing, and he's sort of hanging so she crowbars the zombie guy to the face and then just stabs him loads but he gets away he's not too bothered he's injured but he yeah he, he managed to get away just holding so it's all right then it goes to the office again and they're still watching and and they're sort of just chatting to each other and then one of them's like god remember the days where you could just throw a girl in a volcano and have done with it really <laughs> she's and like, how, old like do you think? how old do you think i am <laughs> oh, but that's it's funny. true it's i suppose that's kind of the evolution of, mm. of horror films like if you've got like king kong yeah it was like a woman yeah being sacrificed kind of thing and and it yeah and and i think I think now as well in the sort of meta aspect, like audiences do want more, they need to see more. Mm. Like the the films in the sort of fifties and sixties wouldn't scare people as they would no. then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well like some films which were banned and things for being too graphic, when you look at them now it's like Yeah. They're just not graphic at all. Well yeah, yeah. it's like it's like Evil Dead. Evil Dead was banned in the UK for was years. It? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Because it was uh, it was part of that whole like video nasty phase uh, of the eighties yeah. when videos came out and stuff. Yeah, it was banned for a while. Wow. 
I feel like a Clockwork Orange was banned for a long time as well, mm, and it yeah. wasn't shown anywhere. And I then haven't seen that either. I think it was on. It was on. I don't know if it ever got a cinematic release, but then Stanley Kubrick died, uh-huh. and then they release. I remember them releasing it like in theaters for a bit. It was I really seen weird. It. It's quite good. Mm. It's it's quite brutal, but it's a good story. I quite like it. Based on a book. Mm. Mm. What's the main guy in it called? What the actor? Isn't the the main guy the one who wears the bowler hat? What's his name? Malcolm McDowell. Mm. What's his character called? I don't know. I have no idea. I want to say Alex, but I don't. I can't remember. Anyway, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But um, yeah, so yeah, they're they're in this they're in this cellar. They manage to get out and they head to the RV and start to drive away. So it looks like they're going to they're escape. They're going to escape. It's fine. They've got away with it. Then it it cuts to the Japanese girls again in their ring situation. And they're all chanting around this little Bowl ghost girl. Fate, yeah. This little Samara ghost. And turn her into a little frog. Yeah. And they're like, we have vanquished the demon yeah. and turned her into a happy, happy frog. frog. And they're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, but he, survive. he is fuming and he's oh. like, fuck you, children. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Because uh, he, oh. funny. So basically, all the other missions, except for the USA, failed because Spain, Spain, still work. I feel like yeah, Spain didn't work. Stockholm didn't work. Stockholm was like a thing situation. Mm. In Madrid, there's a king. I think there's like a King Kong situation. There's the ring from Japan, and then something else as well. I can't remember what it was. But Buenos Aires was King Kong, Stockholm was a thing, Madrid was Dracula. <laughs> but yeah, basically, they've all gone tits up. Yeah. It's up to America. That's it. So they, they're they driving off and the guy, they're saying, like, we treated that guy's pot. I don't know how he knows what, it, like, everything's going on, what is going on. And then they're heading towards this tunnel and they're like, oh, it's all right. We've blown the tunnel. And they're don't like, be able to get no, it's open. We yeah. haven't. And he's like, oh, my God. So he's trying to fix it because it's something to do with, like, a power yeah. thing. And the people who were in charge of it say they weren't given they the weren't order. They weren't given the order. They weren't given the Wouldn't order. Wouldn't you have the order as standard once they've got through the tunnel? Yeah. Wouldn't it just be a standard backup thing I that you do? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway. It's almost like somebody tried to sabotage it. Yeah. Well, they said it was, um, later on, they said it was a thing from upstairs. Yeah. So I wonder if... Marty fiddled with, fiddling with the wires interrupted something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So they eventually managed to get this tunnel to explode and the car... So they're, they're trying to get through, they can't get through. So they reverse out and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? We're stuck. But then they've got a dirt bike. So Thor's like, I'm going to jump Easy. this ravine. I've done bigger jumps than this before. Easy. Yeah. And then he, and then he gives this like big heroic speech and then they start talking about the differential and mm. uh, and the angle and stuff and I'm like you're definitely a pack of nerds you're not a jock yeah. at all and he's like I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna get people with guns and yeah we're all gonna survive and it's gonna be great so uh and he's like even if I wipe out I'll just crawl I'll just limp for I'll help limp for help it'll Classic be fine hero. I know and it's all like, all the music's all like heroic and positive and you're like, yeah, he's going to escape. It's going to be great. And then, uh, you know, he, he winds back to do this jump, does this massive jump and just hits that force field it's and falls. Fu- oh. 
It's such a like shit death for him <laughs> as well, and it? it was just like bang. Yeah. See oh, you later, man. Thor. And then um, you see them release another lever, which is the blood again for this ritual. And then Dana kind of says that she thinks that Mai was right about the puppeteering thing. Yeah. Because of the force field. Yeah. yeah. Pretty obvious at that <laughs> point, isn't it? She's like, yeah, I think you were right. Mm. So so they can't, they can't really get out. They decide to drive back and then he's sort of saying, well, we'll go this way, we'll go this way. And she's like, I don't think you're quite getting it. We're not getting out of here. But, he, but he's sort of still quite positive about it, that they are going to escape. And then he gets knifed in the neck, does hold him by one of the buttons. Oh, that was a shock as well, because yeah. it was in the RV the whole time. Yeah. Waiting. And then the RV crashes into the water. And then... How did they get... If they crashed it was a into, lake. But they, they must have been so close... To the lake. To the lake. They must have literally been about to drive. I wonder if you, like, drive, drive outside I wonder if there's, like, a road something. right alongside the lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the RV goes into the water, and then you you see the shot of her underwater, and then her coming up, but then it cuts to a beer yeah. being pulled out of a cooler. It was good. It was that, really yeah. good. And then uh, she sort of... You see her in the background sort of screaming, being... Attacked by this zombie guy. Yeah, yeah. She manages to get onto the jetty and she's she's safe. But then zombie guy comes back. Yeah, and then yeah. So they're having a beer at this point, and then the the skeptical guy's like, "How can you drink at a time like this?" And then she's like, "Um, "Oh, how can you celebrate?" And she's like, "I'm not celebrating. I'm just drinking. Mm. I'm just getting through it," (laughs) which is what some people do just to get through. So they say. The virgin's death is optional, but she has to suffer, but doesn't have to die yeah. necessarily. She can, but she doesn't have to, as long as she's unhappy. As long as she yeah. suffers. And then uh, they're, they're sort of looking at this screen, and then he, one of the guys is like, oh, I almost am rooting for her, really, because she like, she's got so much heart and, and sort of going yeah. into this big spit and he's like, yeah, you know, this is really good. And then just turns around and goes, tequila is my <laughs> And then they start partying because it's the office party. Woo! Because they think it's all sorted. They've yeah, they solved. think it's yeah. it's sorted, yeah. So she's on the pier being attacked by by Buckner and she's screaming away and then it just cuts to the office party. And they're like, this is great. They're having a time of their lives. He starts talking about his merman again and how he wants his merman and he didn't get his merman. I know, well... Next year. And it's kind of just sort of office-type situations. Mm. Like, some, I think somebody asks a girl out and yeah. she's like having none of it. And <laughs> he's like, well, I heard you like ballet and I still want to have two, two tickets. And she just walks off. Yeah. She doesn't even realise he's talking <laughs> to her. And then they're talking about, like, having... Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Having overtime and, and then uh, and then Andrew comes and he's like, I'm an intern. I don't get overtime. <laughs> They're talking about the uh, tunnel and he's like, oh, it's a good job we sorted it out. And then they're like, we didn't get the call. It's nothing to do with us. It was a power reroute from upstairs. Mm. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then the phone rings. So he answers this phone call and he's like, yeah, everything's done. The virgin's left. And then you kind of see his face change. He's like, what? And then he says, which one? So then it cuts back to Dana fighting for her life. She's about to get killed by this bloody zombie redneck guy. But hooray, Marty's still alive. Marty's still alive. Do you think that phone call was from Sigourney Weaver? Yes, mm. saying yeah. he's still alive, sort it out. Do you think she runs the company? Or do you yes. think she's just like a regional head? I think she's the head of the mm. company. Because it's Sigourney Weaver, why wouldn't well, she? Yeah. If you're going to cast her. someone as just a second in command, you wouldn't cast Sigourney Weaver. Absolutely. You'd cast someone completely different. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so they managed to escape... And then Marty jumps into this grave and she's like, why have you jumped in there? And then he's like, come on, come on, come on. And then they go into this sort of box room where there's a dead zombie person. And he's like, oh, yeah, I had to dismember that guy with a trowel. (laughs) He did quite well. And then he's like, what have you been up to? (laughs) And then uh, I think, and then a zombie arm attacks him and he's like, fucking zombie arm, get away from me. Very, um... What's the word? Persistent. Yeah, Mm. it is, yeah. So he's fiddling with this sort of control panel and gets a a floor panel to open. And then he says, I found this, I think it's a lift. And he's like, someone has sent those things after us from down there. So they get into this lift. And then he... Oh, that's it, yeah. They go into the lift and then the arm falls down and then he's like, fucking zombie arm. Joins himself. Yeah, and then he's like, shall we go down? And she's like, well, where else are we going to go? Because there's nowhere else to go at this point, is there? So they go down, and then it's kind of um, a sheet of glass on the lift, and they go past all these different monsters. So there's there's a werewolf, a ghost, a ballerina with teeth. It's just like a toothy toothy mouth. Face. Face, yeah. There's a copyright infringement pinhead who oh yeah, has a little thing and then she realises that they've chosen mm, the manner in the which they die. Thing. Yeah. She sees the, she, it's a bit yeah. irritated, and then it kind say of, the least. And then it pans out and there's just like hundreds and yeah. hundreds and hundreds of creatures. I feel like they must have been like, whatever you think of, just design just it. Design Make it happen. It. Just fill it's fine. the space. Fill yeah. cubes. Yeah. 
So they, yeah, so they're in this lift and then it goes back to the office and they're ringing for backup and he's like, do not touch the girl, kill the fool. And then and then they're like, damn it, he's been immunised through his weed and he knows what's <laughs> going on somehow. I don't understand this. But they're always kind of, like oh. the people in the people in horror who are the sort of stoner people are usually more perceptive to yeah. stuff. But it's like he said at the beginning. You know really when bothered. he said that the police wouldn't stop him because the police are f- afraid of him because he can see further. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So there's a guy at the door of the lift with a gun, and then he wants to take her out and kill Marty, obviously. Um. But then Zombie Arm grabs him and kills him. Mm. Oh, well, it grabs him and distracts him so they're able to escape. And then Marty's like, good work, Zombie Arm. It's like, I've made <laughs> friends with you again now. You have helped me. Yeah, they kind, of, they kind of run into this room and then they see all these pictures. And then he's like, what's this? And then she's like, it's us. Yeah, there's sort of symbols of the designs of, of each, like there's a jock or a hunter sportsman type thing. Yeah, yeah. A fool. The jock. Um, the virgin. The scholar. The scholar, the whore. Yeah. Yeah. So then you hear this voice of, like, you shouldn't be here. You're part of something bigger and older. Nothing compared to what's below, basically. And they're like, we have to placate these ancient people. And then... It's like, just let us get on with it. Just let us kill your yeah. friend. Oh, we'll get on with it. But then they get to this control room and there's a button that says system purge. Mm. Why would you have a big button? Why would you have, Why would that, you have button? that button? Surely you would want the opposite of that in an emergency. But in an emergency, don't mm-hmm. release everything. Yep. Just, it, that's the biggest flaw of the what film, What I want actually. to know is, as well, when... Obviously, they do They do a ritual. They send mm. something up to kill the people. How do they get it back into the box? How do they the get box? it back in the little That's box? That's what I want to know. They must have some sort of law to attract them. Maybe. Mm. Or, like, trank them or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, so, you never know. So she basically looks at this thing and she's like, oh, well, an army of nightmares, is it? Right, well, I'm going to press this bloody mm. button. So she releases all the creatures and it's... There's a siren beeping and there's like all these sort of army men in this corridor and then all the doors open and it's just like stuff comes out. Yeah. All the stuff, like zombies and werewolves and bats and ghosts and... And everything possible. Everything you could possibly think of. Yeah, basically. And then there's like a room that is just full of blood and oh, body parts and the zombies are eating the bits that was left rather over. graphic I like how they're just like just getting just on with it the yeah. leftovers and then because I watch things with subtitles on some terrible <laughs> but you did laugh at this oh, there's funny. all this kick it's all properly kicking off literally people being people torn being to torn pieces to shreds, yeah. eaten, and then in the uh, subtitles it just said hubbub Hubbub. That's not hubbub. That wasn't that a, was a hubbub. massacre. That was a labelled as hubbub. hubbub. There's a bit of hubbub. A bit of hubbub. So every everyone's getting taken out. It's there's three the three sort of main people, Fred and the two old guys in the control room, and he's like, It's code black and yeah. I'm like, Whoa, it's bad. worse than red. Yeah. It's bad. So 
they're left in this control... They're kind of trapped in this control room at this point. So Martin, Dana managed to escape this melee. There's, like, zombies and a werewolf and bats and stuff. A unicorn... A unicorn kills a, unicorn. a guy. unicorn? That... How was that? I thought unicorns were nice, but that one isn't no. nice. So they're trying to escape, and then... It goes back to the three in the control room and they're trying... I think they're trying to, like, manually override this purge mm. thing and try and lock it down. And then we see a sort of fishy thing come in. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> my merman! I didn't think it was going to be like that. And it kills him. It it's kills so him horribly. Ironic. I know. And he just wanted his merman. Oh. And then... um. Richard Jenkins ends up surviving and running away, but then he gets stabbed by Dana, and then before he dies, he's like, "Kill him because you yeah, need to finish this the, ritual. Yeah. It will all be okay if yeah. they can just get Marty." Yeah, that's it. So, oh, this is it. They they end up going back to the room with all the five personalities, and they're like, "Oh, it's us." And then yeah. you hear this: "Yes, it's a ritual sacrifice." And there's, and then she's like. They want to see us punished, but I don't know why. And then you see Sigourney Weaver. It's Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver comes out and she's like, punished for youth, maybe? Like, that's, yeah, you know, that's the sort of age-old thing of youth being an envious thing. And then she goes through, like, there's the whore dies first, then the athlete, then the scholar, then the fool, and then the virgin. And then she's like, me kind of a virgin and she's like we work with what we have (laughs) you were the closest we could find you were the closest we could find we work with what we've got and then she starts talking about these ancient gods they accept the sacrifice Um, if all the rituals fail the world's going to end basically so obviously they must have different ones in different places Mm. for just in case but in this case they've all gone wrong They've all gone wrong. They've all it's gone like wrong. the perfect storm. Usually yeah. at least one. Do you think they do so many? Because at least one usually works. Even if a couple yeah. fail, at I, least some I work. wonder, like, or if does each, most of them work. Does there have to be one ritual per year for the planet? Or does there have to be, like, a couple? I would say one a year. One but a year. they cover the bases they, yeah. in case. That's yeah. fair. Which you would. So... Yeah, she she basically say rituals all fail, the world's going to end, it's going to be bad. She she sort of, I think she hears what she's saying, and then she's behind Marty with a gun, isn't she? And she's like pointing at him. Yeah, she's going to shoot him. And then he's like, uh, okay, what's going on? But then a werewolf comes and chomps her. Ch- yeah. Oh. So she doesn't shoot him, and then Marty manages to get the gun and shoot that, and then has a fight with Sigourney. And she, she beats the shit out of him. She's not happy. But I was like, you know, she spent a lot of time dealing with aliens. Like, she ain't got time for this. No, this is a walk it apart, really. Wait, you she should be. She has not got time not for got this time nonsense. For this. No. So they have a really good fight. And then, meanwhile, we see little Patience Buckner just wandering just through the through. She's facility. the most enduring character in the whole she, thing. She just wanders about. Just wanders about. In, with a like, one immune to all the drama. Just yeah. pottering about. Wandering about. She wants to get him back for reading her diary. Exactly. That's what it is. And uh, she ends up going in the same room and she's behind 
Sigourney Weaver and she chops her head. So oh. she's dead. And it's just the two of them left. And then uh, and then one of them goes, I don't think Kurt has a cousin. <laughs> so that, yeah, they must have set it all up of like, he's got a cousin, he's bought this house. Yada yada. Yeah. And then they just sat down. They just sat down in this facility, basically. And then, and then he's like, "How are you?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'm sorry, tried to shoot you." And then he's like, "I'm sorry that I almost shot you. I'm sorry I let you it's get attacked a by a werewolf." Sweet moment. Yeah. And then did the world. And then they just sort of sat there. And then he was like, "Maybe it's time to give someone else a chance to, you know, whatever." Well, I mean, I personally. I would have tried to have shot Marty. Mm. Because they die, they literally both must die when that giant Hammond and comes everyone out. Everyone dies, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm not really on her side on that one. Cut, like, I cut would have throat. shot my like, yeah. Just because they literally, he died anyway, what, a minute after she was going to shoot him. Yeah. So, yeah, so he says it's time to give someone else a chance, and then it pans out of this facility it's crumbling it's an absolute mess and then there's just this massive hand that just slams down and then that's the end that's it that's it that's it no one survived no one survived they ruined the world yeah but i think as a as a sort of as a sort of look at horror it's maybe a sort of maybe these tropes are a bit tired Mm. and new things need to happen Yeah. Well, maybe the next horror film could come out where all the ancient creatures are on the planet and then humans start attacking them. Yeah, And they're like, oh, humans are murdering us. It's horrible. Stop murdering us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just kind of a a look at the industry and it's kind of like all the way through, like I see the, the ancient ones as the fans of horror. Because they expect to see these tropes yeah. and they expect to see this formula. And, and then if they don't get it, they get they annoyed. They get annoyed yeah. and destroy the world. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, you've got the sceptical guy who... And it sort of... You're looking at it and saying, like, why do you actually like horror? Like, why? What's the point? Mm. And, then it, and then it's like, you know, is there room for more? Is it time to change? And I feel like... I feel like now it has changed because there's a lot of mm, different stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like you've got like Ariasta and like Midsummer and stuff like that, which are a bit more cerebral horror, mm. I would call them maybe. But then those films did also have like um, Midsummer had a fool. Yeah. And a Will Yeah. Mm. Peed on that tree. And a scholar. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, actually, yeah. But it Can't was get still... Away. Yeah, Can't get, get away, away from it. Yeah. They should have a film that's just jocks. Just jocks. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Just scholars. Just scholars. Just fools. Pack of fools. Pack of- <laughs> but, they, but they're actually not fools, because they all are weirdly perceptive to yeah. what's going on. So they'd be like, we'll get out. We know what's going on. They'd start talking to the camera. Yeah, they'd be like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I'm I liked give it. it free. I'm going to give yeah. it a five out of five. Yeah. Um, it w- Weirdly, it wasn't that scary, though, but no, it was really entertaining. It is, yeah. 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 I think Gore, probably a three, because like, that end bit is pretty oh, bloody. It's very good. It's one of the more gory films, but it's not as bad because you know it's done 
in like tongue in cheek type yeah. thing. Yeah, but it was that's very it, yeah. gory. Yeah, and humour. I probably give it a three as well because there are some quite good, good bits. Yeah, it's funny. I really want. I do really want to see more of The Office. Like, and what mm. happens? What happens? Like the rest of the year. What do they do? I think they should do a prequel. Maybe a series. They could genuinely do a different one for each different monster in that. Thing. Yeah. That'd be great. Like prequels up yeah. until that point. I don't think they will, but that would have been good. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Mm. But, yeah, I think it was made in 2009, but the company that were distributing it went bust, I think, so it never got released. And then uh, and then it got released in 2007. Wow. Because it was made... Cause it Wait, was, what? No, not 2007. 2011. Ah... Uh. Because I think it was Chris Hemsworth was in this before he was in Thor because he wasn't that big. Yeah, and then Thor the came time. out, it was really popular, so yeah. they were like, oh, well, we can and then they probably, this film now. Yeah, and then because, well, yeah. I would have been really disappointed fair. if I'd worked on that film and it hadn't been released ever. Yeah. Imagine if it, they'd never released it. I know, that would be yeah. a shame because it is really good. It's, I find it weird. Like, a, a film company can go bankrupt. So they spend, let's say they spend, like, 10 million on a film, mm. go bankrupt. Surely, if the film is complete, there is someone who would be willing to pay for the rights to the, the film to and to make a bit of money for it. It's weird. It's like... I don't know how it works. It's, oh, it's so complicated. They make it so complicated. There's loads of good films that don't get made or don't get released or loads of bad films and that also don't get made. There's lots of bad films that do get made. Well, and you're like, how did they get made? How did and this bad other film get made? Good f- but then I suppose it's subjective. And it's... Yeah, and the, and then also there's all that sort of beforehand as well, like getting a script and yeah. actually getting a, a successful script and film, getting, and getting it started the, and stuff. Yeah, and then you, like a director leaves the project and it mm. takes them three years to get someone out. It's mm-hmm. almost complicated. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Mm. But yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it was released because Yeah, it was funny. It's very good. Yeah. I like all the buffy people in it. Yeah. That made me happy. Because it's Joss Whedon. Yay. Yeah, they should do another one. I would watch it. I would definitely choose to watch that over a lot of Saw. So oh yeah. <laughs> oh so You're not ready for Saw yet, are you? Not a fan. No, you're not ready. I haven't seen yet. it and I'm already not a fan. No, you're not ready for it yet. I'm thinking a hundredth episode. Because that gives you time to. Time to get ready for get it. Get ready. Yeah. Mentally prepare. Yeah. I will do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it first and if you really need to avert your eyes, I'll tell you. You can tell me what happens, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, avert your eyes. Yeah. Avert it. Yeah. Be okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So. Next week, mm. we're going to do Stephen King's Thinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it. This is one of the few ones I've seen. I know. Do, Very do you know unusual. What? I'm proud of you, pal. You've Thanks. actively sought out two horror films Thanks. recently. I recorded it from the telly. The Fog as well. Yeah, and The Fog. I yeah. thought I didn't finish the whole thing. I kind of watched like 40 minutes. Ghost Pirates. Um, yeah, I recorded it off the telly, I think. Went to Bella Italia on the same day. Mm. And then obviously watched the film. It was a good film. Mm. Yeah. I've never seen it. No, so it's, it's good. So ta- it's first time for me. But I think I've, I've read the book, I think. 
Have you? Yeah. Mm. Gypsy curse. Mm. Mm. Well, actually, no, I won't say. Yeah. I won't say. Gypsy curse that makes him lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so for next week, watch Stephen King's yeah. Thinner. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horror Pod, and we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And also, we've got a Patreon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If anyone would like to, uh, you know, fling a pound <laughs> here and there our way, pay for the uh, upkeep of the show. <laughs> upkeep. You know, the upkeep. The upkeep costs are quite high. They are quite high. Yeah, yeah. pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah we'll see you next week stay safe everybody bye The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.